1: have a voice no matter what because somebody that looks like them is always in, in control.
0: Frank, candid, and straight to the point.
2: Well, it's just a skewed uh, system. Of course it is. It's a lot but, of adjustment. But, but answer error. my it's question, though.
1: Should we let people what? go? Should we let people go? Like, let's just forget about bail altogether. And if your neighbor commits well, a homicide and kills people, up nah, ah, 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 <laughs> if you kill people and they next to you and you just let them come back and live right next to you, They can live upstairs from you. Let them come in your house.
0: This is the Truth of the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on 1017 The Truth and The Truth app. Now, he's the
1: mayor of the city of Milwaukee. He's a young man, give him a chance. I only complain about things that I care about. What I want you to do is pretend like I'm in St. Louis. And all I'm asking the mayor and the Common Council president and the comic council. Show me.
0: Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Dr. Ken Harris.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Hare. You can put your headphones on. And I have in the studio retired assistant chief of police, Raymond Banks. And we also have retired captain of police, Andre Williams. How are you? Hang on. Let me me do this first. Hey, sir. All right. Back. So you can't be doing this because it'll, it'll disappear. Gotcha. They gave us like real actual radio mics this time. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> so high end mics. So if you turn your head away, it'll you'll just disappear. Okay. And Then we'll be looking for Ray, like we always do. Where's Ray? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's good to see you guys. I haven't seen you in a while. We haven't done this since we were at the old place. Is this first time here? No, second. It's your second and you've... M- my first. Never been here. Yeah. Never been here. Okay. Yeah, because you kind of blew me off the last time. So he was like, I ain't coming in there to see no Cam, man. Forget him. <laughs> and blew me off and all that. How How are you? I am great.
3: Looking am great? Yeah, I'm trying to stay in shape.
1: <laughs> yeah. you know. Aren't we all? Mm-hmm. Aren't we all? You've had like all kinds of... Last time I saw you, you was on crutches and... Now he's running marathons and I all that kind of stuff. I'm
4: still recovering. Yeah? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I ain't getting nothing fixed. When it break, I'm just going to leave it. You know what?
4: Sometimes <laughs> you might want to have a second <laughs> thought when it comes <laughs> to something like that. I know that. I know that's right.
1: I know that's right. So this is National Law Enforcement Appreciation Week. And I thought I'd have some uh, <clears throat> officers who could actually speak their mind versus the you know, and, and by the way, last night I had Milwaukee County Sheriff, Doctor Benita Ball in, so we had a good time, and it was great. Uh, but now we can talk about some things that are going on in the city that that there's there's nobody you know holding rules and procedures over us and you know fun things like that. So, Not the right ones. Yeah, uh, we've had a few things that have happened in the city. Oh, and by the way, remember to join us here. Uh, we stream live on YouTube and Twitter at 101.7 The Truth, uh, we've had some really bizarre things happen recently. There have been some things in our community, in the black community, that have caused me pause. Uh, somebody said the other day that you know the black community needs to take responsibility. They need to be personally accountable. You know, And my reply to them was, well, you don't hold the white community accountable when you have drug overdoses. Like, where were you in Cedarburg telling those five people that overdosed that they should be personally accountable? I didn't hear that. But now everybody's talking about responsibility when it comes to the black community. There are so many things that have happened. Uh, people on the talking text line have talked about they haven't seen the police in months along Capitol. And I told them, well, because they don't have any bodies. Like, do I go to the priority one and two calls or do I? Do traffic with a, you know, so what do you do? What, mm-hmm. what can happen if we don't make changes in Milwaukee? Andre? It only gets worse.
3: Um, you know, I look at the, the leadership within the, the city, mm-hmm. the leadership within the police department, um, and I, I think it's lacking. Um, right now I'm, I'm looking at those bump outs. <laughs> Supposedly we ain't got money for it. You should say how you really feel. Hey. <laughs> hey, right now, we ain't, we supposedly we ain't got money, and the city's broke, but we're putting these bump-outs all over to affect right. the regular citizens right. more than affect the reckless drivers. Right. Because I was just coming down Capitol, what, yesterday, and they, they're they putting these bump-outs down Capitol Drive, and what did the car do? Went over into the left turn lane.
1: Mm-hmm. And, and went,
3: around. Pe- went around. Right. So that... Those bump-outs basically becomes more of just a, um, I don't know, like a competition. Or, you know, can I get over before the bump-out comes out? Right. But it affects us more. We have to pay for them. But they don't have to pay for them. And wait until until they start plowing. Oh, I don't even (laughs) want to think about that. Wait until they start plowing and see how long it takes to plow (laughs) a regular street.
1: Wow. I
3: didn't think about that.
4: What are your thoughts? You know... Um, I was with Andre probably five years ago, mm-hmm. but now things have gotten so out of control and out of hand. I see things a little differently. Okay. I think personal accountability has to come into play right now. And when we look at personal accountability, we do have to look at the behavior that's being exhibited in our community. Now, there are a lot of factors that go into the behavior. Uh, poverty, you know, the social-economical challenges that are happening. But some of the behaviors that we're seeing, none of that is even relevant. There's no excuse that you can make for some of the behaviors (laughs) that we're seeing. These these kids come from all over the social strata.
1: Rich kids, poor kids, suburban, middle class, male, female,
4: different races. It's just out of control. And so when you look at that, at a point... Now, where I think that we really have to have some stronger discipline. Oh, for sure. And when I say stronger discipline. But what do you mean by stronger discipline? And that's what I was going to explain. When I say stronger discipline, the slap on the wrist, the revolving door, when people do get arrested and charged and that kind of thing, we got to get rid of that. We really got to show that when you behave this way, this is what's going to happen. There's no if, ands, or buts about it. This is what's going to happen. I'm not a big fan of trying to send everybody to jail. However, the conduct that we're seeing right now right. calls for a push to get the people that don't want to conform to societal norms to have them put away in jail and punished for the crimes that they are committing. But now you're creating a police state.
1: Now you're creating a, you know, Right. So now you're taking the responsibility of sentencing out of the judge's hands and you're codifying it and saying, hey, if you do this, like now we don't have statutes, we have a matrix. If you do this, you get that. If you do this, you get that, which is what we have. The, I believe the problem is prosecutors and judges take advantage of it. They hammer us when they're not supposed to and let other people off when they should be doing it.
4: Absolutely. And I agree with yeah. that. Um, I guess that's kind of wasn't the direction that I was going. I was just simply saying that if you look at and all three of us know the laws that are on the books. Right. We don't need to change the laws. All Correct. we need to nope. do is apply. It. <laughs> Correct. So I'm that's just it. saying Correct. just apply is- what we have.
1: Thank you for saying that, because I've been yeah. saying that all along and people keep telling me, no, we need new laws for no. guns. I'm like, there are more than enough gun laws. You yep. just need to enforce them. Mm-hmm. Yep. But mm-hmm. nobody will let you enforce them. You remember the times we would, well, make 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 that a theft. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a burglary.
3: Yeah, like yes. I don't
1: understand why we're making a theft a burglary. It's a burglary. Somebody broke into a home. There's an expectation of privacy. They stole something of value. It's a burglary to keep it and not return it. That's called. They're going to permanently deprive them. That's called a burglary. Yep. But how many times have we been
4: told in our career as a police officer write it up as a theft?
2: Hmm. Yeah.
4: Yep. But oh, yeah. so that goes back to what I was just saying—that I, I really think that we are at a point, and again, this is—I'm I'm, straddling—I'm straddling the line here. I used
1: to here. think he was so nice. Now he like yeah. like everybody else. I don't know. <laughs> no, because like, oh, yeah, before
4: he came off real political. Now he's like, he's green with me. <laughs> yeah, because what what you're seeing, we're seeing the revolving door of, of the same behavior. Yes, and I think that you know if we can't conform. I'm looking at us, Mm -hmm. talking about our community. If we can't conform in our community and my wife can't safely go to the gas station or to the store, or even when my son comes into town, I have to tell him to go to the gas station across town. Something's wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Unless we go and start trying to get rid of the problem, it's going to continue to get worse and worse and worse. When we come back, we want to talk
1: about how to get rid of the problem. Like, how should the police govern themselves to take care of the problem we've got technically three command staff officers here right me as a lieutenant you as a captain you as an assistant chief what can we do what can we suggest the city to do to curb not only the crime in the past but the coming crime because it's about to get warm you're listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris when we come back National Law Enforcement Appreciation Week.
0: This is Law Enforcement Week's celebration on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. My guests today are Andre Williams and Ray Banks. We should probably do a, once a month, do some police talk, kind of hang out and See what's going on in the city. Look back. Mm-hmm. So we were talking off the air. Unfortunately, it seems that our conversation sounds better off the air than it <laughs> does on the air. Um, but which which one of you all was saying about the leadership? Yeah, or, yeah. Or the the, the money being the <laughs> all, money all share, of the above. Police salaries. And all of the above. Like that? See, I I think I think uh, Ray Property said it. Texas? Um. The amount of money that the police budget represents, there's such a small part that they have to use to pay for all of the variable costs. Gas, cars, um, uh, communication equipment, all that stuff, you know, kits for, for uh, drug kits and, and packaging evidence, all that stuff is like a little small poop here. Everything else is salary. Mm-hmm. what is it, like 92% of 92%. the budget is salary and benefits. And so that's why when, when people come in and they say, hey, we want to hire the police to do it, they get that 1.92. What's that? That's the extra money you got to pay for, for salary and benefits because we, you're hiring them. Like that's the cost. And I don't think people understand that. You can You can defund the police all you want, but you're only cutting them having the ability to get to you. Like, Absolutely, We won't have gas. We won't have cars. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so then what do we do? My suggestion was for every household that owns property, pay an additional $10 per person in your family. If you've got a family of four, you pay an extra 40 bucks a year. How do you think that'll fly?
3: And if it's, for example, if you sell it as this is going for police protection or police services strictly and not being diluted into every other thing, I think a lot of the property owners are well, saying... The mayor yes.
1: try to steal it and the common council is going to try to... I mean, re, repurpose this. We have enough money in the police. And... yeah." So what about you? What, what do you think will happen?
4: I don't, I'm not really sure because the biggest issue right. is what you're saying. There's not an understanding of how the budget is broken apart. And if there is a if if there doesn't come a gathering of the minds, if you will, mm-hmm. meaning the law enforcement community, uh, city government, and community leaders with an understanding to push that message out to people, so people get a better understanding and the repercussions mm-hmm. if that happens. Because if there wasn't grants and those type of things happening, it would be even worse right now. Oh yeah, oh yeah, traffic
1: grants yeah. and all sorts of grants yeah. that they use to. But I don't have uh, I don't have the
3: uh, the confidence in our (laughs) leadership of the uh, city of Milwaukee for those leaders to get that message out properly. Because again, when they allowed that, that dialogue regarding defund the police and to let it actually take root, like it meant something when they knew better that it doesn't. And yet they let it go. So I don't have that much confidence that they
1: do the right thing. So let's, let's talk about this. Yes, sir. It's now the Ray Banks show.
4: (laughs) (laughs) So here's where I'm at. Okay. Eric Moore and I were talking uh, a couple of days ago. The Eric Moore? Yeah. Captain (laughs) Eric Moore? Yes. Wow. So there's a video out there, uh huh. and it showed a squad driving down the street. And then there's a reckless vehicle that's trying to run them off the road, and then there's reckless vehicles on the other side and kids hanging out the window, and they're Uh just laughing and having a ball. And they literally sideswiped the squad two or three times. Then they cut them off, and the squad just kind of kept going and went on down the street. And Milwaukee? Then, yeah. yeah. And then there was a tagline saying that Milwaukee, Milwaukee finest, doing their jobs again. And so initially the first thought was, how, oh how could these officers allow right. this to happen? Right. And then s- somewhere in my mind it just says that I'm more appalled – At the people, because those officers are probably saying to themselves, if you don't care, why should we? We don't live here. And on top of that, outmanned
1: and outgunned. Absolutely. So now you've got multiple cars with multiple people who have multiple weapons. And if I jump out the car and it's two of us against five to eight or ten of them, it's a
4: losing battle. Well, there were probably 20 or more people out there at the time. Yeah. But but the point that I'm making is that my disappointment was not so much in the officers than the behavior. But I remember there the was folks. a time when it would have been with the officers. It was. It would have been. And okay. and I'm just simply saying is that we, we've gotten to the point where there is such a lack of respect for authority and not mm-hmm. just police, right. just authority in general. Period. Mm-hmm. That the that. That is, was just a prime example of, of the bigger issue that we're dealing with. we got to start holding people more accountable for their behavior because I think that as you look at law enforcement now, everybody's afraid to do anything because we are in a lawsuit-happy situation. Okay. Wait, yeah. wait, wait,
3: wait, wait. See, now I have an issue with that one because, again, you go out and do your job because that's what you're, that's what you're getting paid for. Those lawsuits and all those things that are out there that are hanging are a possibility that that's going to happen. Yes, it's always been there. It has
1: all that has not changed. I don't understand why yeah. people keep thinking that. Like, I don't want to do this because I can get sued. You can get sued for putting your uniform on. It, pretty much. And I mean, because I remember
3: they had the remember they they had all the uh, it was some type of investigative report, and they got all the names. Yeah, people had investigations yeah. from internal affairs, and they, yeah. and they which were is pretty at- much
1: everybody who's done their job.
3: Yes. So you can't, for officers to worry and supervisors to worry, well, I don't want to do it because I'm going to get sued. Then, then, you, then you're not doing your job, period. You're not doing your job. And I'm not saying be out, be out there, be reckless. I'm just saying do your job the way it's mm-hmm. written and let the chips fall where they may.
1: But the flip period. side to that is that we've seen officers do their job to the letter of the law, state, federal, rules and procedures, and still end up getting jammed up and fired. Because there was a political will to get that person fired.
3: Is that the fault of the department or failure in leadership within
1: the city? It's the failure of the department for not stepping up and supporting one of their officers.
3: I would agree with that. Okay.
4: So I think, Dre, that you have to look at it from both sides. We are out of law enforcement. The law enforcement environment that the three of us knew is not the same anymore. They're dealing with a whole lot of things that we didn't have to deal with. I'm not justifying Sometimes. not doing. Your, I'm not yeah, justifying. I'm like, wait, I got a, a hold, hang on. What we're talking about? I'm <laughs> about not about to get about to get yeah, double shot t- no. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not justifying. I'm not justifying not doing your job. So don't don't take it that okay. way. All I'm simply saying is that the 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 charges, the the lawsuits. Mm-hmm. And the things that are occurring aren't mm-hmm. things that happen very frequently when we were working.
1: I think it was a little different because when they happened, when we were working, we never knew about it. And the city took care of it. Or, you know, they went up to the third floor and civil lit. And all of a sudden it just went. And you got a notice. Yes. Six months later saying, hey, you had this thing against you and we yeah. took care of it. See you later.
4: So now everything's open to public. Look at it from this perspective. Again, I'm not justifying any bad behavior or not doing your job. I'm just talking about the reality of what it is. Social media, video cameras Mm -hmm. everywhere and everything else, never something we had to deal with. Not as officers, you know, as we got later on in our career. Why would that disturb you? It's not disturbing I we got to
1: go to break, but not not you, but why would it bother an officer when if you do the right thing and do what you're supposed
4: to do, you can have 20 cameras? Yep. It shouldn't. But I'm saying the reality of it is that it does. No, that's the reality no. it does but what, i but, think you out on the island but by yourself what today.
3: that does <laughs> is if if you're so worried right that lee um um basically confirms that citizens are like they're doing something they are supposed to right but if you're doing what you're supposed to you should not worry that
4: this person got a camera i wouldn't care get me from all angles but i prefer the best angle you and i all three of us are old school. I'm agreeing with both of you. Mm-hmm. I'm just talking about the things that I'm seeing and that I'm hearing. So what I'm, I'm not agreeing so, with any of it. So
1: what I'm hearing before we go to break is that, and, and I'm, I'm not paraphrasing. I know you'll, you'll correct me. You don't have the confidence in the new officer that they don't understand that they actually have the power and the ability to do their jobs correctly and shouldn't care about the cameras and the social media. I think that'd be accurate. Okay. You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. When we come back, Ray Banks, I don't don't know whether to call him Andre or Dre. We've been calling him Dre for 30 years. So, Um, National Law Enforcement Appreciation Week. We'll be right back. Traffic, sports, and weather up next.
0: More of the Law Enforcement Week celebration on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on the award-winning 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Law Enforcement Week's celebration on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the award-winning 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: You're listening to Truth in the Afternoon. I'm your host, Dr. Ken Harris. Law Enforcement Appreciation Week, Ray Banks, Dre Williams here on the new 1017, The Truth, Truth in the Afternoon. So, we got to talk about bad behavior. We got to talk about what people are doing to people in our community. When we don't talk about bad behavior, by the way, if you have a call, 833 212 1017. If we don't talk about bad behavior, then we are saying, and these are my words, we don't care about victims. That if you're a victim of a crime, the the race and gender of the actor is more important. The sexual orientation, the training, the education is more important than grandma or grandpa who get hit over the head or robbed or killed or shot. Or, God forbid, the postal worker that gets robbed for a key so they can break into boxes to steal mail where most people don't send anything of of any value through the mail anyway. What say you? Andre? Are we
3: overlooking the bad behavior regarding, you know, we've, we've had many uh, police-related shootings and mm-hmm. things like that where we don't even talk about what the victim has the quote-unquote victim has done and we focus on what the police have done?
1: Or are we talking about where the police have um, overstepped their bounds? Well, both are both. I mean, if you commit a crime, you should pay. So I have no problem. I mean, I've made that abundantly clear. If you're the police and you get in trouble and you do something wrong and you have a jury of your peers and they send you to prison, bye. Yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. You knew better. But what about... The person who's not doing anything and they become the victim of of somebody speeding, for instance, how's it going to work out when the 32 year old woman who's arrested for OWI for driving, which seems to have been incidental to her being on 60th and Fond du Lac and another car is going 80 miles an hour with kids in the car crashes, kills people in their own family, including a one year old baby. But we're focused on the woman who wasn't doing 80 miles an hour, but happened to be in a crash and had been drinking. And now she's OWI. I don't know the the elements of the crime. You know, I don't know. All All I know is that the car where the people were ejected from was speeding at 80 miles an hour. And again, we can't.
3: So basically the woman who was drinking was not, the actual cause of the we don't accident.
1: know we don't know she might have run a red light and made a left turn in, in front of a car that had a green that was doing 80 we, we don't know we'll find that out in court
3: and again you know a lot of times we're always looking to say okay this accident is that person's fault or this incident is that person's fault mm-hmm. sometimes it's both people's fault right sometimes errors were made on both sides and then the chips
4: have to fall where they fall correct so correct. based on my understanding is that the lady um, who wasn't drinking ran the red light and she hit the car where the people were killed. And that driver was the one that was drinking. Okay. So she wouldn't technically be considered the cause of the accident. But if you go by the statute, mm-hmm. if she was if she was above the legal limit, then she's, then she's, liable. she's, right. she's responsible right. as well. Because for she's on the road. Exactly.
1: Right. Yeah, that's true.
4: Because hey. the one thing, just one more point mm-hmm. about that, the one thing you have to bear in mind, if she wasn't intoxicated with her reaction time, been able to see that car coming and could have stopped. Would anybody who was we intoxicated don't know. That's what I'm saying. at 80 yeah. miles at an, 80 hours hours be an hour be able to yeah. avoid? So. We don't know, but th- that's all have. I'm saying. So that would be that's going to be something that's going to have to be decided by the courts.
1: Now, one of us may, because we we are trained to drive and take evasive action, but the average driver... I'm, I'm not sure they could do that.
3: You know, that's why they say, you know, on the highway that people, you know, when they get hit mm-hmm. on the highway, it's because they're not used to judging cars coming as fast as they do on the highway when Correct. they're walking as opposed to a city Correct. street. So when cars are going way faster than they should, it's harder to judge. Okay, I have two seconds to cross this intersection. So,
1: wow. Yeah.
4: Well, hey. you and I have talked about this. So when that red light changes, it's over. There's a two-second delay. Well, yep. me and him talk. We don't pull off right away. There's a two-second delay before pull we pull off. I don't pull off when it's
1: green. <laughs> yeah. I sit there and wait. Everybody coming? I almost got hit before we take the call. I almost got hit by a car. I came off of 175, got off at at, at Lloyd, hung a right, right at 40, 46th Street, go north on Sherman. I, I sit at the red light at Lisbon. Light turns. No, no, no. As I was approaching it, the light, the arrow turned green. So I went on through and made the left turn, and usually it's a green light, so I just keep going north on Sherman. I go to go into the intersection, and I see something out of the corner of my eye, and I hit the brake. And when I look, the woman, white female, drove past me in a black SUV and looks at me and keeps going. Had to have been doing about 80 miles an hour. If she had hit me, she would have killed me. She, I was just on the trajectory where she would have T-boned me. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, wow. Coming home from the radio station, literally three minutes from home, and this knucklehead decides to hit somebody. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Tasha, you're on the new one oh one seven the truth.
5: Good evening, gentlemen. How are
1: you? Good evening. Good evening.
5: Yeah, I was just calling in because I understand your 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 frustration but you also gotta understand like the regular people frustration. Like we wanna trust the police too but some police are not admirable and also when when police do things they don't get disciplined. You yes, know they like do. you get yeah, put on do. Yes, they do. Not, not like we get, not like we get disciplined. Like now that so much social media and everything is in the limelight, yeah, of course they're getting disciplined now. But prior to that, before there were cameras and everything, they didn't get disciplined. They They got away with a lot.
1: They did. We were officers during that time. My whole
5: life. So have I. What's your point?
1: So have I. See, that's the thing. What what do you mean? See, that's the thing. That attitude right there. You're talking about what you don't know. But
5: I don't want you to trust not, me. I'm
1: saying you're talking about something that you don't know and you have 3 people here that can actually tell you because not only were we supervisors, we wrote people up, sent them to internal affairs, some of them took days off without pay, some of them
4: took a month off without pay and some got fired. Hey, hey Tasha, let me let me ask you something. I think that what you're saying is is probably where that disconnect is. We can do a better job in law enforcement. At letting people know when officers are being disciplined. Correct. Because when the discipline happens and people like yourself, Tasha, doesn't know about it or hear about it, you think that it doesn't happen. So that's one of those things where I think the public will public probably should know more about when, who and what people were disciplined for, because it does occur, but it doesn't get put out there in a way that you can see so that you'll know that a lot of things are being disciplined.
1: Can I? Okay, that makes sense. But Can I, can I make again, a suggestion to you, Tasha? Go ahead. Let me make a suggestion to you because most people don't know about this. You have until Friday. I would go to the sheriff's office. They have a Citizens Academy that's going to be June 23rd and 24th. You can go on Facebook. You can sign up for it. It's, it's not 22 weeks, but it's something that you will now get an understanding of how the police work. I think that would be great for you to do because one of the things it'll do is give you the perspective that the police have when they do their job. And and you you may still like them or not like them, but at least you'll understand the perspective. Remember, we grow up in the neighborhood, so we have both perspectives. I think it'd be important if you got it, too. That's true. That, that's
5: true. I agree with that. I agree because I only see what I see, right? And like I said, again, like we, I welcome the police. I don't have a problem. I feel like there are good cops. There are bad cops. Okay. That's the same thing with people in general. Mm -hmm. I just want accountability to fall on everybody lap who's accountable. Like I get in trouble. I want everybody to get in trouble. Mm -hmm. If I break the law, I go down. If the senator breaks the law, he needs to go down. If the police break the law, he needs to go
4: down. But at, Whatever, but at what point?
1: But at what point do we not show compassion? Because it seems like
3: well, the community the always compassion.
4: wants.
1: Okay, that's all I wanted wait, to hear.
3: Wait, her, her name is Tasha, right? Tasha. Tasha. Um, you say you don't have any issue with the police. Do you actually? No. Do you actually know any police like personally? Yes. Have you ever asked them? that same question about how come or do officers get disciplined? No, honestly, no. And and, and, and and the reason I'm asking is because, you know, especially in our community, that that fountain of information that we do have, you mean like you have, you know an officer or, or you may know a bunch of officers, but somehow, uh, and this is what uh, Dr. Harris was saying, is that they don't... People do not ask us, right? They just assume. They just assume. Yeah, they never treat ask. us all as one group. And I'm like, why don't you ask? Because I yeah. would tell, I would tell you in a heartbeat. <laughs> uh, I was on the use of force committee um, as a captain. Uh, uh, you know, all investigations came across my desk, and they would get forwarded on to internal affairs. And then if they come back, then one of my sergeants would be investigating it. So people got yeah. investigated without without a
1: doubt. All right. Well, thank you much, Tasha. I appreciate it.
5: Well, thank you also. You gentlemen, have a great day now. Hey, you too.
1: You too. 833-212-1017 is the number.
0: More of the Law Enforcement Week celebration on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris is next on the award-winning 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. This is Law Enforcement Week's celebration on Truth in the Afternoon with Dr. Ken Harris on the award-winning 101.7 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.
1: listening to truth in the afternoon i'm your host dr ken harris i phoned and blew up the talking and text and blew up i think we're gonna have to plan this once a month to kind of get a folks some, we- some a, a voice and a you, you gotta talk into the microphone actually you can yep i'm down <laughs> you can call me in all right yeah. all right eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number you got about 30 seconds speed go ahead I know who this is.
6: Hey, how you doing, Dr. Ken? Hey, how you what's doing? Up? Mr. Mr. Banks. Hey, how y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? Uh, one thing I'd like to say, man, is this. One thing that has been diminished since we all were cops, uh, young cops, is the fear of the police. Um, and for what reason, I do not know. But I remember going to roll call, and Ray can attest to this, and when we get there, gang squad would be there with a boatload of guns on the table almost every evening. And yep. so, and that was when the, it was the original gang squad. When Leon Staples, man, was there, man, them guys, I don't know what they did to get those guns, but guess what? They were off the street. So I think we have to stop being so liberal minded. Uh, talk about, we want the police to get in trouble and all this. No, we don't want that. You, there's an the element of fear that it has to be restored a little bit. But uh, as I tell Sherwin, what I call, mm-hmm. the, the, the answer to, the, to this equation is more cops from our community. That way, you know, you don't get that, okay, the white guy from the suburbs is coming in and put his foot on our neck and took our guns illegally. You know, don't, you, don't, you don't get that. You get a person from the community. You know what I mean? So, like we were. So, like Leon Staples was. So was that element of fear, there it was a small element of fear that's been dismissed.
1: I'm sorry. Go ahead. So doctor. do me a favor and remind them who you are.
6: Okay. I'm Steve Miles. I spent fifteen years on the police department. Seven of them was undercover buying drugs in our community from our people. And we always seem to make excuses for our people. I'm sick of it. I'm sick of it. Some of our people, they need exactly what they're getting. Sometimes that boot on that neck is probably what they should have got at a young age. All right. That's probably what they should have got.
1: All right, Steve. Thank you much. Okay, Steve. (laughs) Oh,
6: hey, hey, all right, Ray.
1: Eight three three two one two one zero one seven is the number. Melody, you're on the new 1017 The Truth.
2: Hi, thanks for taking my call. And first and foremost, thank all three of you gentlemen for your career choice. Um, I was born and raised in the inner city of Milwaukee. I've had police contacts, both good and bad, in the system. Well, sorry about it. I'm a little COPD, so I'm taking a little air. But I guess what I want to bring the attention to is a settlement of 2018 where milwaukee paid millions of dollars for the lawsuit referencing the violation uh the parties mutually agreed to uh the uh recognized need for compliance with the requirements and mandates of the fourth and 14th amendments of the united states constitution this was a lawsuit that the aclu brought forward indicating that the policies and procedures outlined the definitions the stop, traffic stop. Uh let's see here. We also have no action encounter friends, So
1: we already know search. all of this. What 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 is your comment? We we don't have a lot of time.
2: My comment is that since this settlement in two thousand eighteen mm-hmm. and it is up, it's fifty four pages of stringent record keeping and right. things that are supposed to identify those officers.
1: Is there a question and two million is there a question two million dollars
2: went to the question is is that in 2021, in September, the consultant. Okay, now you're making comments, but you're not, ans- you're not
1: asking a question. One more chance.
2: What I'm, 2021, in the Milwaukee Journal, the consultant that we're paying for came out and said, nobody is abiding by the stipulations of this agreement from this lawsuit. Okay. ACLU attorneys walked away with $2 million. Now, 2021, she said the feds should come in. Now this agreement is up july twenty third of this year. Is there a years. question or
1: anything in here? Yes or no?
2: Yes, my comment is we're okay. spending my eight three three two
1: one two one zero one seven is the number Mark you're on the new one oh one seven the truth
6: how you doing
1: this How are you?
6: I like that. I got a quick question for y'all. Why does things have to clear criminal division before IA can pick it up. So if criminal division investigates something mm-hmm. and they figure it's not worth time, it stops right there. Criminal division. I think they should let IA investigate everything that needs to be investigated.
1: They do. But, you know, but, but if it's a crime, internal affairs doesn't investigate crimes. The prosecutor, we have a, the highest law enforcement officer in the county, the district attorney, they do that. Uh, the right in, in, in a quick explanation basically you 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 have to clear the criminal first before you can look at me for internal because if I'm criminal I don't think internal gonna really matter that much but they can still
4: attack it on so let me just chime right. in real quick I'm gonna give you a bit of a history lesson of why how this happened yeah about 30 seconds okay back when the Dharma situation occurred um, the officers involved in the Dharma situations were fired before the case was resolved. They sued to get their jobs back and they were paid out for that. And they all got their jobs back and or some type of monetary damages that created a practice that whenever an officer is charged with something criminally that it goes through the criminal process first. Correct. Now over the last, I'd say five to 10 years, that's not the case. It depends on each situation. Each situation is, is handled based on the allegation um, beforehand. Dominic Keegan Brown, he was fired before <clears throat> his case was over right. with, in the Sherman Park shooting because he had a different criminal case. Right. So depends on the case.
6: OK. OK. It Depends on the case. All right. No problem. I understand. But. You know, the police nowadays, man, you know, they pretty scandalous. Back when he was handing out baseball cards, it was kind of cool, man. But, All right. You know, <laughs> nowadays, kind of
5: shady. All
1: Thank right, you, you man. All right. Derek, you're on the new 1017 of Truth. you got about 30 seconds. Go.
7: Okay, I won't be that long. Okay, I'll be real quick. I think this is wonderful what you guys are doing. I'm from a different city in a different state. And a uh, question is, uh, one question is, what about the police accountability bills they're trying to push through Congress so people aren't, uh, they're bad officers, mm-hmm. they're not being hired by another uh, department or anything else like that? And well, because I know the state I'm calling from, they have that, and they have uh, had some officers who've been uh, uh, terminated, and some of them have gone to jail and everything else like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
7: Well, but they have that.
1: One, we live in America. Also,
7: uh, I mean, I think it's really good when they have uh, black police officers. But uh, let people know that even though you have black police officers, they're they're going to react the same way. Uh, probably the white ones are, because they had some kids that were uh, hitting people in the mouth, wearing pizzas. They had two black police officers. Next thing you know, the two kids wound up dead. And uh, but uh, like I said, to let you know. I mean, you just can't. Uh, Violate the law or anything else like that, but the the police accountability right. thing. Uh,
1: well, but the police yeah, are already yeah. accountability. The laws are already in place. All we have to do is enforce it. It's it's pretty simple. The,
7: mm-hmm. the one about the uh, the federal one. The Georgia Floyd accountability mm-hmm. thing. When they were thinking about uh, passing that.
1: All right. Well, thank you much, Derek. I appreciate it. Okay. Take care. Thank you, gentlemen. I appreciate it. Thanks for coming in. So when we doing this again next month, y'all gonna roll in and we gonna yep. harass yep. people, Just act like let the, us know what day yep. act. We gonna act like the police and uh, we're not gonna do that. No, let not. us know what day. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 this is this all this right. Is. What day we coming in, Kyle? What what day should we come in? Let's pick. Let's pick like the, I'll check my calendar. I'll get in touch with y'all people because I know y'all busy. Y'all, you know, got important things to do and places to go. Netflix. (laughs) Hulu. Judge Judy. (laughs) Judge Judy. (laughs) (laughs) Tori Lowe Show is up next. want to thank uh, Andre Williams and Ray Banks for coming in, having a great time from NPD. God bless. Take care. I'll see you in 22 hours. Thank you, Alex. Appreciate you.